Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy. And again, we are kicking ass and sh- taking names in 2020 because we got clear vision and shit. And today, the guy that I've got on, well, let's put it this way. He's been on my radar for a fucking long time. And when I met him in person, I realized it was like, I am not going to start bulldogging this guy until he gets gets on the show. <laughs> I'm going to wait there, let 10 people speak to him, get ignored, sit down with him and finally get what I fucking need. And we did. And then we realized we have way too much in common. So it's basically going to be fun to have the show. I love it. I'm excited. So he is the one and only fucking unstoppable modern man himself. Mr. Paul Mort. Now, for the guys that don't know what it is, you're in for a fucking treat. This dude is hilarious. He's a fighter as well. Business owner, entrepreneur, done a bunch of different things. And nice way of putting it, he's a fellow psychopath, and I love that. It's I always am. the best way. It is. It is. It is. Mate, it's a fucking honor to have you on here. How's oh, uh, how's it going? It's uh, man, it's going amazing. It's going amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it's busy. It's chaotic. Well, that's the way I fucking like it. That's how we. That's how we operate. Dude, and do you know? Do you know? I spent the longest time in business trying to get organized and then failing miserably. And then I realized, you know what? How about I just pay someone else to do the organizing part? Exactly. I operate very well in chaos. It's what we do. If I remember correctly, I think there's a reason why all of our mutual friends, including you and I, love the Joker in the Batman movies. Why? Because we can relate to him. We're like, that's our hero. Fuck Batman. We don't give a shit about him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Batman's a borogram. Exactly. He's yeah. boring and shitty. And then you got the Joker, who basically is chaos. The Batcave's really tidy. Yeah. yeah, I know. If that was our Batcave, let's be honest, there'd be shit lying everywhere on the floor. It's it would like... be bits of paper. Dude, here's how crazy my life is. I know you guys can't see this. But on my floor, I have an acupressure mat. Yeah. Oh, you passed it. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. I know you guys can't see this, but I'm going to just show this to Paul. So I'm at my friend's place. I'm in my friend's uh, spare room. Yeah. This is the shit that's turned into in just two hours. Like, oh. all, my, all my stuff's oh. just strewn out. All, bless, all around her bed, uh, just just that. Look what I have, Adil. I have Master Coach of the Year 2019 award on my desk. You wanker. But it's, yeah. it's deserved. It's deserved. I agree with that. In the past, I wouldn't have, but I've served at a very high level this year, which is why I won that award. Fuck yeah. yeah. Have you shown up? You took names. and you were, were you the second most popular speaker at EE this year? I was. Yeah, despite being on, despite being on first, and despite only having thirty minutes. Ah, I know. Come, yeah. Completely killed it. Though, why I think that happened? It wasn't just because I'm, I've got no training in public speaking whatsoever. <laughs> you know, you just like you just. What I do know that I was memorable because I told stories. Hell's yes, and that's what we're gonna get into because. Uh, Wicked. From one copywriter to another, we basically definitely know the power of stories. But real yeah. quick, I want to do my sponsor shout out. So this episode is sponsored by. Uh, Paul Mort, that's M-O-R-T dot U-K. Go there, check out his best-selling book, Fucking Unstoppable, The Modern Man's Guide to Grabbing Life by the Balls. By the way, excellent fucking read. It is. Um, his I'm going to actually write another one, you know. You bastard, what are you going to write I, next? I decided that I wasn't going to write another book, but then I created what I would call a world-class daily planner, and I feel like I've had a third child. Like it's so good. I've spent so I've spent so long working on it. It's basically a combination of all the planners that I've ever used in journals, etc. And I love it. And it's actually going to spawn another book, and I'm going to call it "Bro, Get Your Shit Together." So that's my next book. 
Yeah. I think that's actually probably the best. That's the best Christmas package <laughs> for 2020. That's what you yeah. get your man for his birthday or yeah. for anyone bro, else. Bro, get your get shit, your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything more northern than that, I don't know what the fuck that <laughs> is. Bro, stop fucking around is very, is, is very uh, northern as well. That, yeah. should be, that should be the third book. <laughs> actually, you know, what should, you know what the northern thing would be? Don't be a dick. <laughs> that's the other one. That's oh. that Don't be a dick. Or wind your neck in. Yeah, wind your neck in. That's a very good one, mate. I wind your neck in. Bro, wind your neck in. <coughs> Actually, what was it? What was the What was the title of the third book they just gave you right now? I just fucking forgot. Um, wind your neck in. No, no, it's bro. Get your shit together. That was. Bro, get your shit together. Uh, don't be a dick. Okay. Uh, and wind your neck in. Don't be a dick and wind your neck in. <laughs> that that should be the title of your book. Sure, good. And I, I will. Um, I would not be averse to using those as actual titles because listen, listen. Two things. One, that kind of shit stands out, but there's so many. Like when you, if you go to bookstore now, there's so many. It's like the word "fuck" is quite a, it's quite a, a popular thing when it comes it's to overly bookstore. used. Yeah, it is. It is. I agree with that. Yeah, but here's the here's the, here's the reason why I say this. So your book though does have the word "fuck" in it. It's because yeah. that's actually you. I mean, when you say it's overused, I've met people that use the word "fuck" in their book title. And then the nicest fucking people are like, oh, I see that all the time on the internet. That's one thing that I, that I, that guys who are all big mouse on the internet, you meet them in la- real life and they're like a mouse. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things that you find that very authentic at all. That's one of the things that you and I get along with as well. So just to give you guys a quick background, um, so Paul and I are both fighters as well. So Paul's just started doing jujitsu. I'm a little bit further ahead on my journey with him. So, uh, but he's a little pit bull. So I'm kind of a little terrified to roll with him. So I'm looking forward to it. 2020, we're going to roll together. I'm going to get me blue belt in the first quarter of 2020. That's what I've decided. I know it's not in my control, but that's my commitment. That's your commitment. Mate, as long as the rule, if we go by the old way of what jiu-jitsu is, as long as you can uh, fend off someone that is 50 pounds heavier than you and actually give them hell that's a higher level belt than you, you'll be fine. Again, I'm not in control of the outcome, but what I am in control is how many sessions I go to. Exactly. That so is, that's why I'll, I'll commit to the outcome being a blue belt, but the process will be so many classes. I'll probably it'll probably be something like that's three a week, probably about forty classes. If I get to forty classes in a quarter, I should be much closer to, to where I need to be. Exactly. My plan is to get to my purple belt by uh, November twenty twenty. And the reason yeah. it's November is because we have a grading. You only get graded during grading ceremonies. You don't get yes, graded that's what happens. That's what happens to us as well. We had um, Matt Inman down at the weekend grading oh. and Matt. Mark, who's in the office next door, our office administrator, he got his blue belt at the weekend. So hey, congratulations! Give him a congrats. Yeah, I don't know how hard that is because I got my blue belt after two uh, after training for fucking ages, and it's been yeah, two years of blue we belt. Do, we do we do an Iron Man. Yeah. Ooh, wait, what's an Iron Man for you guys? Iron Man's where you have to spar with everybody in the gym until submission. Uh, shark tanks. I fucking <laughs> love those. They're my favorite. A, a friend, one of the guys in the gym, Adam Proctor, he fights for Cage Warriors, and he got promoted to brown belt, and he literally ruled for two hours nonstop. He didn't get a rest. He had to lie. He had to start on his back with everyone. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it is. That's why I fucking love shark, shark tanks. Like the moment someone taps, either if it's you or them, guys yeah. out, someone else is new in, and that yeah. just that's basically a warrior mentality you got to have. Now, my question for you first, more than anything, because for the people that don't know Paul's story. Paul is one of those email marketers that is absolutely fucking brilliant at telling stories. And as we're heading into the next decade, story is far more powerful than content right now. Let's be honest. My question for you, it's one that I've faced with personally so many times. How do you stop the bullshit in your head getting in the way of saying, no one's going to want to read that. Why are you posting this? I don't know what to say. It's like that blank moment that that comes up when you go to write. How do you overcome that? 
So I come by doing it anyway. So, so I, I think story is a, is a, is is powerful. I think that um, people relate to it. And I actually I write email in a style that I would like. If I wouldn't read it, I wouldn't send it. Exactly. That's essentially it. I'm like, would I read this? Would I laugh at it? Would I be basically? I read it and I'm like, if this doesn't stir up any emotion, I don't care if it's anger. By the way, if you get pissed off with it, great. If you laugh at it, great. If you get inspired by it, great. If you hate it, great. Because most people send vanilla shit that no one cares about. So for me, I'm like, do I like, would I read this email? And if it's a yes, I send it. It's as simple as that. And, and again, I'm in a position now, like I've wrote over 4,000 emails. So mm -hmm. right, I'm not averse to, to, to knowing um, when an email works or not. So the, 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 the thing is, if there's no self-doubt, it's probably the wrong email anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it, that, 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 should be there. That self-doubt should be there. If it's not, then the email's probably boring. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I'm an Italian email I sent yesterday. I mainly work with men, but over a thousand women have bought my book and there's so many women follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, ask me questions. And I don't really have a, I've never really had a program for them. Okay. Because I work anyone, but I do have one program where women are a fit for it. It's a 28 day program. And I've, but I've never actually came out and said women can join this program. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it's there, but you've never actually said it. I don't have anything else for them beyond that. So my coaching, this is more of a training course, 28 day training rather than coaching. And I sent an email yesterday and I did have a little bit of self-doubt about this one because the title was only open if you're a woman. Now I don't know how many, I don't look at these kind of stuff, how many women are on my email list? And I thought, you know what? This is gonna, um, this is gonna divide because it's like, Men are going to be like, well, why the fuck? So I got a lot of unsubscribes, but I also made probably about 10 sales and 150 quid a sale. But what I find is that there's always a direct correlation between how many unsubscribes I get and how many sales I make. Right. And the unsubscribes I get, the higher the sales are. Yeah, best way to be. I think uh, a fellow master of the written word and email in particular, Ben Settle says that quite often as well. If I can piss you off, that's better because now I've got an emotional response out of it. I've learned a lot from Ben Settle. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. The crazy well, thing is... Ben Settle, and I hope he hears this, he's a bit fucking pissy. Cancel his membership and he like unsubscribe me from his email list. I mean, dude, how old, how old are you? 16? You know what I mean? Like, I love his emails. I love his style. I love the fact he's taught me so much, but I'm like, dude, you're acting like a fucking baby. You know what I mean? I don't get that. You know what I mean? I've got. I hope he kind of hears it because again, I'm going to speak my mind here, bro. Yeah, no, no, mate. I've I've never I've never wanted you know to I mean? back on. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, listen, mate, I know. Just because I choose to open out your program and you're removing me from your email list, wow, that's a bit embarrassing. It's like not being my friend because I kissed your friend's girlfriend or something. You know what I mean? Or because you talk to another friend that they yeah. don't like or some shit. Yeah. Oh well, I like. I, to... I I say that, but I've been through that situation. Not to name names, because I'm not one. That I'm not going to, because I know this person will start a shitstorm yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Um. But what I will say is, I always find that really interesting with the with the marketing crowd, and this is something I've always said. Why I gravitated so much towards you when when we yeah. met? Because yeah. like the thing is, like if you think about it, we met, and literally, uh, no word of a lie, this is what happened at EE. Paul comes off the stage, he's mobbed, obviously. I'm fucking right there waiting for him. We go outside the room. I'm I'm waiting to talk to him because he's got like two dudes that are really like, mate, we come down to see you. We come out this way. And he's like, great, superb. Obviously, Paul's a great guy. He's talking to everyone. And then all of a sudden, someone else walks in and someone else walks in. And I'm just stood there like, do I interrupt or do I just wait? I'm like, I'll be polite and wait. 
<laughs> bless him, Paul turns to me. He was like, mate, listen, I need 10 minutes. Could Meet me down there. I'm going to talk to yeah. Matt real quick. I'm going to go sit over there. Yeah. So by the time you and I sat down, it was around yeah. that time that you and I started talking about because I was like, the first thing I said to you was like, fucking love the fact that you're a fighter as well. Had a chat. Yeah. And since then, the entire fucking weekend, we couldn't stop <laughs> seeing each other and hanging out and having a good conversation. Yeah. So I've been looking forward to this. But one yeah. thing you'll realize from what I realized with you, Paul, is when I say that you're a fucking warrior, I don't just mean it in the sense of like, yeah, I can fight. You recognize real in others. Yeah. And that's something I think you can only get after you've been punched in the fucking face a yeah, few times. Yeah, you, can re- you can realize that someone else is like real about what they're doing. Yeah. And you know what? The thing with the marketing thing, I'm like, these people, were, were, it's, not on a, it's a scarcity mindset, that kind of yeah. shit. It's yeah. like there's not enough people to go around. There's plenty. There's 7 billion people on the planet. You're telling me you can't... The, the truth is simple. You... It's like, and mate, to be fair, this is a shift that I've had to have. Yeah. When people leave your program, doesn't mean that your program's wrong or that you're a dick or that they're a dick. It just means that that's what's that's the reality of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just anyway, anyway, let's let's let's, let's just jump off of that because let's let's briefly move on because I could talk about that scarcity based mindset forever. Oh, mate, I would love to talk about that for a while, which is why I'm going to get you back on again, just to have a whole conversation. But this time, we're going to do it in the gym with our geese on and then recording every so often between roles, because that's how I want to do it. <laughs> I'm down. I am down. <laughs> but what I was going to say real quick to you, one of the things I really love about your style and how you do it, and kind of going back to this whole thing, because it is a little bit of scarcity mindset, yeah. it's this idea, as you said, if you read it and it scares the shit out of you, that's when you're going to post. So if it makes you yeah. angry or whatever it is, that's when you're going yeah. to post. Yeah. Um, what happens, like, what is it, what happens when, um, fuck, what was the question? It's, it's a very similar fucking question, but there is the nuance to it. What happens when you actually let that fear win? Like, internally, what shit goes on? Because I know you've had let that fear win before, and I know I've had that fear win before. Yeah. yeah. And it fucking sucks. But how yeah. did you actually stop letting that fear win? Like, think back to that time where you're like, maybe, 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 yeah, fuck it, I'm just going to go. Here's the thing. Fear is a physical feeling, right? Right. It's also exactly the same feeling that you get when you're excited. True. Simple as that. So I just reframe it as I'm excited. I can't wait to send this email. I had it at the dentist. You'll have heard my story about the dentist and having to get sedated, have anything done. And I'm actually going to the dentist. I'm, I'm going through a period at the dentist right now because I'm getting implants for my two front teeth, which obviously you've heard the story about that. And I, I first went and I said, listen, um, don't worry about me talking really loud. I'm not nervous. I ju- I'm just really excited to be here, which is obviously bullshit. I'm yeah. obviously scared that they're going to do some crazy shit, but I just reframe it as excitement. It's as simple as that. It's the same feeling. I'm so fucking excited that I'm talking really loud and really fast. Yeah, it's the same deal, right? Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's... That's, that's, a, that's legit what I do. Oh, you crazy fucker. I fucking love you for that. What that, I that, that's, a, that's the long and short of it, by the way. That it's is a, the simple answer. It's excitement. It's the same thing. All that's changing is the filter that I've got, the Instagram filter that I've got on it. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? That's all it fucking is. That's all yeah. it fucking is. So, all right, here's one for you specifically, because I, I know you lead a training for men as well right now, where basically guys come in, they, was it a three-day or a five-day training that you guys have in person? Well, we actually, we, we start off with, a, um, we start off all online, and then the guys come in every quarter for... However long I tell them to come in for. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how did you come up with that concept? Because it's a very unique way of actually... Yeah, I, stole I stole it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went back in the day. I went to... Um, I, I saw... And it's actually... It's five years tomorrow since I was suicidal. All right? Oh, shit, yeah. Um, which is kind of ironic. But 
the, that year, earlier December in the 20th, year, by the way. Yeah, December 20th. That year, I actually went to something called Wake Up Warrior, which oh, is Garrett's a thing. Yeah, a friend of mine, Garrett G. White, sent me a, he sent me a Thanksgiving text the other week. They do, we don't have Thanksgiving here, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for giving me a text. Anyway, yeah, and I did that course, and it, it changed quite a lot for me. So it's kind of a, a combination of I've done Wake Up Warrior. I did the Byron Katie nine-day school for the work, which is incredible. I went and did Breakpoint, which is an SAS selection training. Um, I did a bunch of those things. I did the Fan Dance, which is the original SAS selection route uh, on Penny Fan in Wales. And uh, I basically combined all of those things into my own thing. Ideas is there really anymore? So I just combined everything, just like I did with the Daily Planner. I combined everything that I learned and what I found useful into one thing. Does that make sense? That makes fucking great sense. And actually shows further, basically, guys... When you combine stuff, you'll realize what works for you. Because Jeet Kune Do was not just one martial art. It was a combination of take what works and from others and put together. The whole, which is like something where you came up with, what's that saying that he says about discard what is useful or something? Yeah, discard what's useless and keep what's useful. Yes, and make it uniquely your own or something. Yeah, that's basically all it is. I mean, I'm not going to bullshit and say I came up with it because I didn't. I came up with, I did all these other things and I took my experience what worked for me, what didn't, I discarded what didn't work for me, and I made my own unique thing. Yeah. That's as simple as it fucking gets. It's incredibly simple. Like, the thing is that when we look at it and try and make it more complex than it really is, yeah. it gets out of the way. So I yeah. want to talk to you about the whole suicidal thing as well, because as someone that also suffers with bipolar depression has had his own fair share of suicides yeah. uh, and attempts. My question for you really is, what was it that really helped you get out of the way of recovering from that because let's be honest when you're in that state it is fucking paralyzing because yeah. on one hand you're addicted to the yeah. mania but that fucking backhand is going to come get you and you know yeah. it yeah so what made me originally get a handle on is i just questioned the fucking diagnosis eventually mm-hmm. because i went from taking no they'll, they'll basically use me as an experiment oh we'll have to play around with your meds to see which one's the right one oh. Eventually, the, yeah. Eventually, they put me on lithium, and that stopped me from feeling anything. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Lithium's a bitch. Just fucking awful, horrendous. And I, I ended up going back, and I said to my wife, "Listen, I need to sort this." And I've changed everything in my life. I've stopped drinking. I've stopped snorting fucking coke all the time. I've stopped. I've started taking care of my body. I'd lost a bunch of weight, and the only thing that was left was I was still taking lithium. So actually, this is how fucked up lithium was for me. I'm not saying nobody should take, and I'm not saying stop taking meds, but I had to take, I had to get my bloods taken every week for about six months to make sure that it wasn't fucking overloading my liver, because it's that toxic that if you stop taking it straight away, you die. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I that's, know. That, that's the one they put me on. Yeah. I yeah. did. Uh, I only managed to get. I think I only did it for uh, three days before I re- like my body started to like because re- I had a very adverse to. I started throwing up. Yeah, and when you first start taking it, it's the same deal. Your liver can't deal with it. Yeah, it really can't because you're poisoning the shit out of your system. I mean, for some people, by all means, you got to take it for a short while to at least get a handle on yourself. Um, By all means, do so. I'm never going to say don't take medication, seek professional counsel's help, by all means. But for me, it just didn't work. Yeah. For me, it made it worse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I went from having these big highs to these big lows to just being, being, I never had the highs. I was never middle and I was always shit. Yeah. So that was that was a, a shift for me. And then what I realized during that period of time was that, listen, if I'm going to come off this, I have to make self-care me number one priority. Yep. 
like I say this to guys all the time. I said sooner or later, your self care will become your number priority. So let's let's make your number one priority while you've still got the choice, rather than waiting. So that's 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 kind of where I'm at right now. I'm like, if I want to serve people at a high level, you got to consider we've got hundreds of guys in the program, thousands of people who we're impacting all the time, and that takes a lot of energy. And if I'm going to serve people at the highest level, which I have done this year, that's why things people a lot of people think I've came from nowhere. I was like, fuck, yeah. I've been self-employed since I was 21. You know the whole thing. And, and and I'm like, if I'm going to serve people at a high level, I can only serve them to the level at which I serve myself. Exactly. So, that, yeah. is the, that, that is the truth of what it is. And I'm curious on this specifically. Like, what is your self-care checklist? Like, how do you, because I have my own, but like, I want to know what yours is. Oh, do you know what? It evolves all the time. As I learn more, as I figure out more, as I figure out that one of the thing. listen, I've lost four or five stone in the last few years, right? And one thing I figured out was that you can't, I said it before, you can't create a life you love doing shit that you love, which is why I do jujitsu. So my self-care routine is real simple. I'm looking at um, a couple of things. I'm looking to figure out where my attention is. So one of the first things I do is journal in the morning, using my unstoppable planner, which asks great questions, such as, Here's a simple task that I ask myself. What's the emotion that I want? How do I want to feel today? Nobody even asks that question. They just leave out the field of chance and chances for fucking losers. So the first question I ask myself is, how do I want to feel today? Two, why do I chose that? Why do I choose that? So I'm getting a little bit of leverage. And then the third one is, what am I willing to do to create that emotion? That puts how I feel in my hands. I take charge of how I want to feel. And then I do the thing that I'm willing to do, which is often my morning routine is, is kind of Tony Robbins-esque in that jujitsu is normally a nighttime, right, Adil? It's normally yeah, an for me, it's in the morning. Yeah, but we don't. We have like a 10 a.m. class, but that's like smack in the middle of my day. Yeah. So I usually do it in an evening. Hot yoga I'll do on a Wednesday morning and a Sunday morning. But my self-care routine is real simple. Journal, meditation, which is kind of like I learned that from the – I spent time with the Ishaya monks. They taught me something called ascension. Then I um, do one of two things. I usually rebound, which is bouncing on a mini trampoline, Robin style. I love that. Mm-hmm. I have an infrared sauna, which I was going to say I was lucky enough to have in my house, but I've worked my ass off enough to get the money to be able to afford an infrared sauna in the house. Then I cold shower, um, and then I go. That's it. I've always made sure I get two, three liters of water in. I'm getting some kind of green smoothie in, um, and I'm moving every day. That's, that's my self-care routine, really. It's fucking awesome. See, it's no, the re- and the thing is, it's not rocket science because if I train really hard in the morning, I'm kind of tired for the rest of the day. I'm nearly forty. You know what I mean? Seriously, you're nearly forty. Yeah, I'm, I'm forty next year. No, forty next year. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. fucking clue. That's yeah, amazing. crazy. Yeah, thirty. I'm thirty-nine now. Yeah. yeah, see that that's interesting because like for me my whole thing is like because I just turned thirty in September last uh, in twenty nineteen. Yeah. My whole thing is that um for me I have to do jujitsu in the morning. Yeah, like I can't do it any other time of the day. Yeah, yeah. Astro, actually on a Thursday we have a class. It's the best class of the week so at seven o'clock on a Thursday. But I actually really struggle to get up for that because like I fin I'll finish work usually at three to go and get the kids, um and then I go home. Then I, they actually go to jujitsu. We get home at six, and then that time in between six and seven, usually I have to just go to jujitsu at like six o'clock. Otherwise, I'm not making it back up off the city. <laughs> I hear you, know, you on that seven one. Seven o'clock is a gnarly time to go back out of the house. Yeah. So that's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. 
Mate, just, so just to share this with the guys that are listening in, so that's Paul's self-care list. By the way, the rebounding thing is incredible because it actually does make you feel like a fucking child again. And do you know what? You. Do you know what, dude? Half of these things that I do now, this is where I realize I've grown so much. A couple of years ago, I would have been like, that is airy-fairy, happy-clappy, hippie bullshit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I was like the hardcore lifter. And I mean, I, but listen, I love, actually, I don't love weight training, but weight training gets results, period. Period. Right? It got That's what got me in the shape that I'm in, really, is weight training. I still, I usually try and get one or two lifts a week in, but it's very rare these days that I get it in. But yoga, a few years ago, I'd have been like, you fucking kidding me? That's for hippies and middle-aged women. You know what I mean? Or I'd be like, meditation, I'm not fucking doing that. That's for pussies. Or I'd be like, jujitsu, that's rolling around the floor with a pair of pajamas on. By the way, dude, I love it when people say that to me now. I'm like, yeah, dude, you should come in. Rolling around in pajamas, you should come in, dude. I'll fucking strangle you with me pajama top. (laughs) I get my dressing gown and I put you to sleep within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I thought, dude. I'd be like, even things like rebounding, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? But yeah, that's when, listen, when when they say that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. But um, I just. I suppose, mate, and it's a funny thing, is that I, I was the ultimate mock guy. You see this all the time. People in our industry mocking other people all the time. Yeah. But ten, people tend to mock what they don't understand, and I didn't understand those things back in the day. And people try and mock what I do. I might like, mock away, dude. Mocking is a sign of insecurity. Yeah. It's one, it's one of the craziest things. So one of the best uh, descriptions I found for jiu-jitsu was, jiu-jitsu, it's the art of folding clothes while your opponent is still in them. Dude, I love. Dude, I absolutely. That's probably the truth. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, funny enough, I often see I go to jujitsu and I get thrown around like an empty tracksuit. <laughs> it's so yeah, true though. Get, get thrown. What... The art of folding clothes with your opponent straight in it. I love that. Yeah, I honestly. So two things. One, I'm going to run you guys through my self checklist just simply because, similar to Paul, my whole thing is I have to do some sort of exercise. Um, if I'm feeling shit, so like my day to day, I can go not do exercise, but I always choose to. But yeah. if I'm, um, let's just say for like last three months, I've been injured. So yeah. I had like a uh, last three months of 2020, 2019, I, uh, re my MCL on my right knee, had a bad back, had a bad shoulder, fucked all three up, couldn't really train all that. Yeah. So what I did instead was I decided to go for walks. I decided yeah. to make sure that I do something that makes me happy at least every day. And that could be watching yeah, a movie, watch stand up. That's do what I do in the, what I do in the summer is walk. Yeah. Yeah. And Cause people I, I never... it. Yeah. Dude, it's totally underrated. Yeah. It's the easiest thing that we learn how to do. But trust me, if you fucking walk for a while, your head clears. Like, whenever I'm in high stress, like, at the time of recording the show, just for full transparency, because that's basically how I am, um, we had a server hack after Expert, at Expert Empire. So someone got into my Google Drive suite and deleted five clients worth of copy that were full funnels, like massive amounts of copy. And there was no backups, by the way, because they wanted everything on G Drive. I don't like using Google Docs, I like using pages on my laptop because I have control. But I was like, fuck it, I'll do it this one time. Got in, deleted everything. For the last four weeks, mate, I've been working nonstop nearly every day writing entire funnels for people, fighting off people going, where's my delivery? Where's this? Where's going on? You're fucked, blah, blah, blah. Give me my money back. All that bullshit. And trust me, when you've lost, when you've tapped out your credit card, tapped out your bank account, you're basically left with basically nothing except for your own head. Yeah. Trust me, as a bipolar person, you fucking feel it at times. Oh, yeah. It's like... Dude, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. But here's the crazy thing. I even talked about it today. I have the uh, uh, elite calmness in me because you know why? I went for a fucking walk. Yeah. 
I went to relax. I, I went up north, so right now I'm in uh, I'm in the place called well I'm near Durham basically in the UK. I went up that way to see my friend. Why? Because I knew the moment that I would see them, relaxation. It hits me. I feel so much more relaxed. I feel so much more happier, and I feel like I can actually go do things. And, I'm and, and, you know, mate, there's a lot to be said for getting around people because modern men are world class at isolating themselves from everybody yeah. and saying, "Oh, I hate people." I mean, dude, you don't hate people. You hate your fucking self. There's a lot to be said, and that's why I love jujitsu so much. By the way, I didn't realize this. Until one week I was struggling. My wife said, even if you can't train this week, you need to go to jiu-jitsu and get around people. Yeah, I'm one of the oldest guys at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, it's, that's, by the way, just to give you guys an idea, if you haven't done jiu-jitsu, go take a, t- a test of class because you'll actually, A, realize two things. One, how powerless you are without it. And two, <laughs> and this is, this is the truth, you are facing your death every single time you tap out. Because if you don't tap out, that person can break your arm, put you to sleep, and rip you up a new one. Dude, my son is so bad for this. He's eight. And he's that jet, hasn't he? Dude, when he's um, in a triangle or something like that, he really he, he waits until the last second to tap, which is kind of good. But I'm like, fucking hell, he's gonna, this kid's he's going to go out in a minute. Yeah. So he leaves. And kids, when they get on board, you know, very rarely tap because they're so flexible. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of those people as well. The arm goes straight. The, the referee stops the match, and the, the, the kids are always kicking off. Yeah. The, only, the only thing that, that if it's a belly down arm bar, which is fucking horrendous, that's, oh, the, that's, only time, that's the only time that'll tap because you, you're basically powerless there, and your arm can't go further than the floor. So, yeah. yeah. yeah belly down arm bars are the worst. I actually had uh, one of my friends had his arm snapped that really? way. Yeah, like because he didn't tap. It was fucking annoying because like, what the fuck? Me, yeah. I, like, I'm hyper flexible, so I'm you can very, bend my arm. I'm, I'm hyper fast at tapping. <laughs> uh, you got to be. But here's the thing. There's no shame. That's the I'm one not, thing. Exactly, mate. You've got to drop your ego a little bit. I'm like, I'm nearly 40. If I'm not tapping in jujitsu and they're not able to work the next day, it's a bit fucking retarded, isn't it? Just a little bit. And yeah. you'd get fucking called out for being a fucking idiot for doing so. And oh, by yeah. the way, uh, going back to this from earlier in the show, by the way, if you guys have noticed, this is one of the shows where I feel most comfortable to myself. Do you know why? Because I'm using the word fuck every other sentence because that's just me. <laughs> That is literally just me. I do it on my post. That's how I do it in person. It's who I am. And bro, that's why... I say about all the time. I'm like, listen, if you serve a fucking four-year apprenticeship or three-year apprenticeship in a factory in Gateshead with a bunch of jolly pissheads, you're going to pick up some language. Mate, it's not, it doesn't matter if it's in Gateshead. It's anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I don't, um, I, don't, I don't do it for effect. It's just the way that I talk. And if people don't like it, they can eat a dick. Yeah, fuck off. In fact, they can eat a bowl of dicks. Oh my god! I remember hearing Louis C.K. going like, "Have a like, have a bag full of dicks." Is like like baguettes or something. Just fucking. <laughs> I love that. Just the visuals, fucking awesome. But like, here's the thing: I did want to get from you though. That's quite powerful. So when you're actually going through the fucking weeds and trenches of every single part of your life, and let's talk about the successes because there are quite a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. How the fuck did you manage the success? Because that's like actually no, that's a lie. I'm not gonna ask that question. What I'm gonna ask you is. How do you manage the success now? Because how you managed it before wasn't the right way for you. In your own words, Furman. And here's what's interesting. We did this the other other day is that um, one of the things that you learn as an entrepreneur is that, you know, this classic, oh, you don't fail, you learn. And a lot of the time we'll we'll sit down and we look at, okay, why didn't that work? What, What could we have done better? But we very rarely sit down and look at the wins and say, why did that work? What was the secret of that? We very rarely do that, do we? We always look at it. I mean, a lot of people will just get kicked in the balls by a defeat and give up. But one of the things that entrepreneurs have to do, Art, is um, 
is is often we have to be like, I've um, right, this went wrong. What could I have done better? What would I do different next time? What's the lesson in here? But we never do that with wins. We're never like, what's the secret? Why did that work? Why was I able to pull that off? So that's one thing that I do. Um, how to manage the success. Um, I have a fucking great team, for a start. My wife, where I'm from, you'd never get, you'd never get um, away with having your feet on the ground. And I'm just hungry as fuck. I feel like I have a bit of a higher purpose now. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't go with the whole, I was born to do this thing, but I have a bit of a higher purpose other than just making money now. I think that's the main difference. Yeah, I think that's the main difference. I managed the success by knowing that um, the more I serve, the better I get at serving, the better I get at communicating how well I serve, the more I get paid. And there's a direct correlation between how much I get paid and how many fucking lives I'm changing. Direct correlation now. Like, I'm... I'm telling you right now, I truly believe that we are changing the world one man at a time. Like, that's how I manage the success, really. And I know that every time every time I have a great month, a great week, a great day, it's for no other reason that, I'm, that we're, we're, we're affecting men and we're affecting their families. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Agreed. So that's it, really. Yeah. And I'm also world class at spending money. So I, I have no problem. I have no problem rewarding myself, my family, with experiences. I mean, listen, we have nice things. We have a house on the beach, sea view, all of that stuff. But we also like to travel a lot. Yeah, yeah, and inside. It's one, it's one of the things I actually really love about. Um, well, it's one of the things about being an entrepreneur that you actually get really good at is you have to learn how to treat yourself, and that's part of my self care routine. Yes, yes, I deserve it. Someone yeah. said to me the other day, you deserve that award for Coach of the Year. I said, I know. Yeah. And they were quite shocked. I said, because the word deserve comes from to be of service. Yeah. And I have delivered a world-class service to everybody that I've worked with this year. Exactly. And you're doing it right now while you're on the show with me. So I agree. Awesome. Thank you so much. This, this is something that I wanted to point out to you guys. As we were talking about self-care and stuff, a lot of entrepreneurs, as Paul said, are great at isolating themselves and they are even better what they're world class at i'll tell you right now world class at isolation and world class at not taking compliments they cannot fucking Dude, take a compliment you are bang on with that point yeah yeah and what i found was that this is because they don't compliment themselves yeah so i did it i actually did an interview earlier today where we were talking about this this is like my fifth podcast or something today Pop- nice. popular popular poll um, and anyway present question so well played um, and, and we were talking about this as, as, a, as a man that gets, I've had a lot of shit come my way. I've had two death threats this year, which is amazing. Huh, nice. Only and, two? Yeah, I get, it, mate. I, get a lot of, <laughs> I get a lot of compliments. I get a lot of praise. I get a lot of accolades, which is lovely. But one thing I've realized is that no amount of praise or people telling you they believe in you will fill the gap of you not believing it. No amount of praise will ever fill it if you don't believe it. Does that make sense? Oh, entirely. Mate, I fucking live that life. External love, external validation will ever be able to fill that gap that you have if you don't have internal validation and don't have self-love. No amount will fill it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, could not agree oh, more. Up, yeah, but we're having a great conversation, aren't we? Yeah, we really are. But, you know, that's something I'd say right now to anyone that's listening. Because... So, Paul, I'll, I'll tell this to you because I know you'd fucking appreciate it. And you've met me. And here's the thing. Up until... And uh, tell me what you believe, what you think of this. 
up until I was 26, I thought I was fucking ugly. Okay. Yeah. That was my, that was the mindset I had. I had droves of women and friends and everyone telling me, Adel, you're a good looking guy. Ugly compared to what? Hmm? Ugly compared to what would be the question that I asked. Oh, no. In my own internal brain, my thing was, I just thought I was an ugly human being that no one could ever date. Yeah. That's, that's the thought I had in my head. And yeah. that came from like years of not believing stuff. And even though yeah. I did like seven or eight years worth of self, actually it was eight years worth of self-development training at this point. Yeah. And I still fucking believe that at a core level. What yeah. shifted it for me yeah. uh, was my photography teacher because I fucking love him and he made me do something I was very uncomfortable with, but it actually worked out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, mate, today, if any, I had this earlier, I was on the phone with a, with a friend of mine and he goes, mate, I don't want to sound like rude or if I'm coming on to you or anything. But you have a fucking awesome voice. You look great in that photo that you uploaded. My response, like, I'll tell you right now. Back then, my response would have been, ah, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. You look good too. I'd never be able to accept the fucking compliment. Yeah. My response back was like, I have a fucking great voice. Thank you for telling me and, yeah. you know, reaffirming how great my voice is. And yeah. secondly, I am a good looking guy. And yeah. I will totally take that. If you have any, like, friends or I, whatever, I introduce me. I mean, I agree. I agree. Paul, you look great. I thought, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's do, you know, do you know, mate, I think that this... It doesn't have to be huge mindset shifts. It's just down to practice. Yeah. You just need to train it. Like, I, I've got this thing right now where I'm like, do you know what? We have a world-class program here. And people look at me funny. I'm like, every time I say that, it reaffirms the belief that what we do here is world-class. Exactly. Like, that I am world-class. And every time I say it, it's like, I did an interview the other week with Melanie Moore, and she said something that really resonated with me. She was like, oh, Paul, I believe that. She said, I think your words are your wand. You literally cast a spell on yourself with what comes out of your mouth and the thoughts that you attach to. I agree with that. Could not agree more. Those are fucking yeah. beautiful words, and actually, true words could not be spoken. Yeah, yeah. Like, the it, thing is, when you say those things, you kind of you'll then take action as a result of that. Your behavior will follow the words that come out of your mouth, and then it's all reaffirming this and reaffirming that. And then before you know it, it's like being stuck in a fucking spider's web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically what it is. And by the way, if you're having that situation right now where you don't believe in yourself in any fucking level of the way. Here's yeah. the simplest way that you can start out, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Who are your best friends? Yeah. yeah. Literally, like, I know, look, my friends and I, we bust on each other one million percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. We prank each other like crazy. Yeah. Um, and I fucking love him. Paul probably pranks most of his friends because he's a bit of a dick. Know, you know, mate, I had this conversation with a coaching client this morning. And they were like, oh, I just need to believe in myself. I'm like, well, what do you need to believe? Like, that believe in yourself thing, it's so fucking vague that yeah. you can never hit it. Yeah, because like, it's I'm never good enough. I'm like, good enough for what? How will you know when you're good enough? And if you don't know those things, there are expectations that can't be met. Does that make sense? Yeah. So because it's vague. if you don't know what believe in yourself, like I'm like, well, what do you have to believe? And they don't, they can't answer it. Can you see how you can never hit that? You will never achieve that goal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, oh, I need to believe in myself. I'm like, well, what do you need to believe? And they can never answer the question, mate. Which means that they will never, ever hit that level, ever. So once you're clear on what it is, there's a guy who was like, what do you need to believe? I'll need to believe that everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, and is it? I'm like, yeah, everything's okay. I'm like, well, there you go. You believe in yourself. You changed his fucking life. I could hear on his voice that it felt like a weight had been lifted from his shoulders. It was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking brilliant. That's I, what it I, is. It's, which it's, I believe in myself. But what do you need to believe? In myself, yeah. But what do you need to believe about yourself then? That yeah. this, that, that. I'm like, well, how will you know when you've done that? Like people just, the, the thing is, Adele, right? I think that everybody wants the answers, but they're yeah. trying to get the answers from fucking terrible questions. 
entirely, and I'm glad you fucking said that, because I'm going to tell you right now, one of the most powerful questions I asked myself yeah. uh, just after my birthday, because like, we haven't, you haven't followed me online for a while, but I had this whole thing where I never knew what to post. I was always tentative about how often I posted on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And mate, the last couple of posts I've dropped have like literally 200 likes, so on reactions. I've got yeah. clients from them. Insane. Then I saw you posted on Big Chris's post the, the other day. Yeah. Mate, yeah. here's something that, uh, you, okay. I'm Dude, not, isn't this, that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Mate, that, mate that, I've got, I got to tell you this. Yeah. I got to tell you this. So, you know, Big Chris does not go on podcasts, right? I did not know that. Yeah. He's never done a fucking podcast. He okay. hates doing them. He is very yeah. introverted. Yeah. Very introverted. I've asked him, I've pursued him for six fucking years to come on the show. Yeah. January. Bitches. Oh, nice. He's I love coming. It. This is the first show he's doing in like nice. his first ever podcast is with me. I love it. That that article he dropped the other day was tremendous. The blog oh, post mate. he dropped the other day. And oh my god. Because, not just because he featured me in it, but yeah, it was a great post. Yeah. Oh no, I mean I didn't I, when I read that I really oh fuck, Chris knows Paul, that's amazing. But yeah, like the thing I've is Chris, I've known Chris for maybe ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah and that's how I met some that's how I met some of my best friends. Yeah. And yeah. he's a fucking legend, mate. I'll tell you what, if, uh, if I'll tell Chris to come and like do a show with you as well, if he's not already reached out, because it'd be fucking, actually, you know what? It'd be even better to get you and Chris on the same show at the same time. Yeah, that would be some funny shit. <laughs> that would be brilliant between uh -huh. the three of us. But I was going to say, so the question, because Chris actually inspired me. He's actually stopped me from quitting a lot of times. He's, uh, he's forced me to come back. He's forced me to write a blog. He's really? forcing me to do this. Yeah. He's so the conversations I have with Chris, uh, he's one of my best mates that I've never met. Yeah, he's one of those people like everything. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get it. Yeah. So I was getting that was real quick on this. The questions that I asked myself, one of the most powerful questions I asked myself, and by the way, this is, I'll give you guys some questions to ask yourself as well, was why am I afraid to be seen online? Like, what is my fear of being visible? Yeah, that was the question I asked myself. Other questions I've asked myself are like, why do I really hate myself? And why does my dad want me secretly to be dead? Like, why does my dad hate me? And why does he want me dead? Yeah. Those are like three questions I asked myself. Yeah. Those questions were so fucking powerful. I'd be more interested why you believe that your dad wants you dead. Yeah. Because like that that alone really shifted the way that my, my brain worked. And by the way, the answer was not real because my dad fucking loves me. Yeah. But the question I, the question answered, it was like, what, what bullshit am I feeding myself subconsciously yeah. that yeah. is making me believe that that's affecting me today? The moment I shifted that, things... Things started to change. So, yeah. guys, quality of questions are huge. And secondly, go buy Paul's fucking planner when he releases it. It's the world's most expensive planner. Yeah, it will be. You know what's funny? Everyone's asked me how they get it. I'm like, you join one of my programs. How much is the program? 200 a month. So, technically, I've got the two of the world's most expensive planner. Yeah, you do. <laughs> 1400 uh, What was it? 12, 2400 2400 yeah. a year. 2400 for the year, yeah. Or you, can say, or you can say 400 and go all in. Yeah, pretty much. Easy. Which one, suits, which one suits you best <laughs> exactly how do you get started what's the next logical step you know it's yeah. fucking hilarious right before i had you on the show i had matt elwell on the show oh. as well that's amazing mush wait say that again because you cut out for a second that's mush yep for some reason it cuts out every time you say that fucking word which is amazing yeah every time you say amazing like it just goes nah we don't want to hear him say amazing that's fuck that amazing 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 it's amazing. He is fucking amazing, though, the way he sells. Dude, he's, amazing. Cool. he's incredible. He's, he's helped us so much. 
He is. He's been fucking fantabulous for everything that he does. So, one of the questions I really have for you, mate, is uh, one of my favorite questions on the show. So, if you were to, and we're not picking your book on this, because that's getting enough push from me as it is, because it's a great book. The question I have for you, if you were to recommend five books that someone should read today, what five books would you recommend? Byron Katie, Loving What Is. Okay. No More. Oh, really? That's that's the only one we're going with? Me one. Yeah. This is a book that changed me life. You won't need to read another book on mindset or anything else once you've read this. So yeah. one more time for me, Byron. Byron Katie, Loving What Is. Got the it. first line in the book will change your entire life. When you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. That book changed my entire life. So much so that I went to Germany for, and spent nine days with her without a phone, without being able to call home, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. That book. I cannot find her book. By Loving What Is by Byron Katie. You'll definitely be. I'm literally there. I'm looking for Loving What Is. It's not coming up. Give me a second. Loving What Is is the name of the book. Oh, Loving What Is. You did. She's been on Russell Brand's podcast. She's worked with Tony Robbins. There it is. Got it. Yeah, found it, found it, found it. I thought you said Loving Warriors for a second. No, Loving What Is. She's incredible. Yeah, you won't need another book after you've read this. To wish list, there we go. Man. Yeah, now, now my friends have something for Christmas to get me because everyone's been asking me, like, what do you want? What do you want? It's like, mate, just here's get my list from Amazon. Get that, that's it. <laughs> End of happy fucking yeah. days. End of don't bother with anything else. You'll not read it honestly. Because if you think about a mindset, my definition of mindset is mindset is a set of beliefs and assumptions that you own that are so powerful that your behavior, the words that you use, your language conforms to them. And that book is about questioning your beliefs and assumptions in a very powerful way. Yeah. Don't believe everything that you think. That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about <laughs> like exactly what I live by. Wicked. Um, so yeah, I was going to say with movies though, because I know you're a massive movie buff as well. I at times. So I what are like five movies that you also recommend to watch? Ooh, this changes quite a lot. Because I wanted five books. You gave me one. So I'm going to give you like I did five, give five you, movies. I did give you one book. Can I give you four fiction books? Yeah, of course you can. I read a lot of. I had a great conversation with someone yesterday. They're like, Paul, who do you follow? Who should, who should the people that are listening to you follow? I said, I don't really follow anybody. Like my, I didn't even realize this. I'm like, I, I love reading, but I don't really listen to that many podcasts. I don't really listen to that many audiobooks. Because you know what I do with Dale? I don't consume for the sake of consuming, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. Yeah, they, just they consume because they think that they have to. What I do is, if I have an obstacle or a challenge, I go straight to the source. I never learn just for the sake of learning. It's fucking pointless and a waste of time. I could be producing and creating in that time because most entrepreneurs are great at consuming, but they don't create enough. Nope. Agreed. They don't. Yeah. One of them is giving. One of them is taking. Creation is giving. So when I have an issue, I go straight to source. That's why I don't But I very rarely read for the sake of reading now. I read to be entertained and kind of relax a little bit. So here's some fiction books for you. Orphan X, the Orphan X series is incredible. Um, I Am Pilgrim, incredible book. Um, what else oh, have I got in there? What else I read this day? The, the whole Stephen Leather, Spider, Shepard series, incredible. And what I've realized reading this is that I'm a big fan of one-man armies. Do you know, like, John Wick characters? Oh, mate, don't fucking start with John Wick. You know I love that movie. Like, all the Lee Child books I love. Um... What else have I read this year that's been amazing? I've just read one called The Rhythm Section, which was super cool. That was about a woman. That was kind of like um, Jack Reacher kind of thing. Yeah, those kind of books are, are my cup of tea. So, yeah, yeah. 
Movies. Okay, let's talk movies then. What have I seen recently? Actually, real quick before we jump onto movies, I will give you a book recommendation for you that you would fucking love. What was it? Uh, Chris Carter's book. So start with The Crucifix Killer. It's a crime novel. Okay. You will fucking love You will not be able to put it down, mate. All right, I'm on it. Oh, I also love Blake Crouch. Oh, lovely. Blake Crouch, Wayward Pines. What a fucking series of books there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, let's do movies. Okay, movies. I'm gonna do them quickly because I'm getting me. I'm getting me haircut in three minutes. Um, what have I seen recently that I love? Knives Out. I love. Um, Knives Out was amazing. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Gladiator. That's probably my favorite movie of all time. Three Hundreds, an incredible movie. Um, what else have I loved recently? The Green Book. What a fucking great movie. Excellent. The Mule. Great movie. Yeah, dude. Dude, Tom Wick. Terrible acting, but there isn't really any acting. It's dude, a great movie. I could keep going on about that for a long, long time. Yeah. I think we will on the next show. So real yeah. quick, guys, just go on over to paulmort.uk. Check out his book. Pick it up. It's been fucking fantabulous having you on the show, oh, mate. Thanks so much, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to having you back on in the future as well. Thank you, buddy. I'm just off to get these gray hairs taken out of my uh, beard. Yeah. I hear you there. All right, guys, we'll see you on... We'll see you next week. And as always, rate, review, like, and share the show. And again, like I said, we've got some incredible stuff happening. Paul, as always, thank you for being here. And I'll see you guys soon. (laughs) See you soon.